Hi again, everybody. I'm Jamie Allison, and this is the Big Idea, Big Moves podcast. It's the destination for high performers. We talk to people that are just doing really cool things in their space. So we talk to athletes. We also talk to CEOs, scientists, entrepreneurs, just people doing really cool things that um, you can hear a bit about their journey and some of the things that they're doing and hopefully translate a lot of those into your own lives as well. I know we have one of those people today. I'm really excited about uh, talking with our guests today. Um, Just before we jump into that, want to give a bit of a a mention on um, Epitome Sportswear. They um, have uh, connected with us recently and um, it's a really cool connection with us because they look at kind of whole life experiences and being able to um, design their gear to unlock your full potential and perform at your best and and that could mean a really tough day in the gym but it could also mean just going to uh, maybe a a hockey game to watch your son or daughter play and and making sure that you're comfortable there Um, are also just uh, now that uh, winter and some of those things are coming around for those of us here in North America um, you know, it might mean going out and, and just staying warm on a, a nice hike in, in the snow. So uh, uh, take a look at it. It's uh, it's also really cool for us as well because they give back to the community that they serve. They uh, are working to impact the inequities and opportunity for girls and women in sports. So um, for that reason, a portion of their profits go directly to organizations and initiatives that support girls in sports. So you can go to our uh, Instagram profile and in the bio, you'll see a link there for them or go directly to EP. I-T-O-M-E sportswear.com. Um, and so check that out and see if it's something that uh, that you might enjoy. And, and so we'll jump into our, our interview today. I, I'm really excited. Uh, I know that uh, I've been trying for a little while to get Mindy on. So this is really cool that um, Mindy O'Brien is a world-class athlete. She's a fitness coach. She's a wellness expert and a champion of health and lifestyle improvement and has been for a long time. With over 30 years of hands-on experience, Mindy has been shaping the lives, minds, and bodies of people across the globe. She is a legend in the space with a professional IFBB career spanning multiple decades. She has multiple first place and top three finishes and has appeared at both the Arnold Classic and the Olympia. Her dedication to championing a healthy lifestyle continues now as a coach, a trainer, competition promoter. She's doing everything in that space. So um, really excited to chat and, and thanks for taking the time today, Mindy. Really appreciate it. Oh, thank you so much for having me. And that intro sounded spectacular. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, you you are pretty spectacular, and I think you know, uh, um, you know, the, the loaded question I often ask uh, is is at the very start is is talking about your career. And I know you have tons of really cool stuff in there. So maybe I'll I'll just ask is you know, um, you know, can you give us some of the high points of such a prolific career for you so far? And you know, were you always an athlete? How did how did you get to where you are today? Um, yeah, actually, my journey is very long. Uh, I started as a a recreational gymnast at the age of seven. And then every Thursday, the head coach from another club would come and just, you know, check out all the athletes. And, and I had just happened to be there the one night and she hand selected me and wanted me to try out for a rhythmic team. Um, I was very petite and very flexible. And during that time, I developed an eating disorder from the age of seven to 10. And um, so my mom was very concerned at the time and pulled me out of the facility and put me in a different uh, gymnastics club. And that was probably the best thing she could have done for me. Um, I don't even know why I fell into that rut. I just I feel like uh, I'm very type A. I never want to disappoint anybody. And I never wanted to be the one that was picked up. (laughs) You know, every Saturday that scale would come out and you'd be on the scale. But 
I didn't want to be, I didn't want to disappoint my coach or myself. So I feel like that's where it was. It wasn't directly the coach being negative. It was just, that's the old school training. Um, and I just mm-hmm. fell into that rut. And so when I moved to the other gymnastics club, uh, I had wonderful coaches there who I admired. They were my mentors and they took me under their wing and didn't just look at me as an athlete and what my athletic abilities were. They looked at me as a person and where my health was a priority. And my coach at the time really sat me down and she explained to me that fuel is going to help you get to your next goal. You have to fuel the body with the best food. And they knew I loved gymnastics and she wouldn't let me move forward until she knew that my uh, food intake was, was um, bang on. So Thankfully for her, she saved me and I ended up doing artistic gymnastics and I competed provincially, nationally. And then um, my upbringing with my family, my parents both worked for the Niagara Regional Police Force. So I was brought up in a very strict uh, household. And um, but at the age of 17, I found out that I was pregnant and I was a single. I was single at the time and I didn't want to disappoint them. But the, the point there was I didn't find out till I was eight months into my pregnancy. So I really only had one month to decide what I was going to do. And that was probably the most challenging time in my life. You know, I, I really had to make a decision and um, I decided to keep my son and there was a lot of behind the scenes things that went on. And it was just like, I took on the role. I, if I committed to that, I needed to be a positive role model for my son. Um, My parents were there to help, but it was me essentially on my own raising him. So uh, I I was in a, a maternity home at the time for young moms and for the, like about three weeks, but that was really a wake up call for me at the time because the girls were allowed to leave the homes on the weekend and a lot of them would go back and party and do drugs. And then they would come back and share it with me. And I was just like totally out of my element. I thought I was on a Jerry Springer episode. And it was at that time I was like, that's typically what, you know, we as the public, you teen moms. And I didn't want to be, labeled that so I really had to make an honest effort as to like really set some high goals for myself be a positive role model and be the best person and mom that I possibly could be so I decided that I could no longer do gymnastics but I wanted to be able to be in the fitness industry or be able to be a coach of some kind so I joined a gym I didn't have probably like five dollars to my name I had to walk two or three hours to the gym but I made a deal with the the gym owner at the time because I ran the daycare so I could take my son to work with me and I could it was kind of like a bonus for both of us because he could be you know integrating with other children and then I would be there with him and then on top of that I could raise some money to food on the table. And then on top of it, I got a free gym membership. So during that time, I got my certification in personal training, nutritional, um, my nutrition certifications. And then um, I, I really just wanted to, I fell in love with weight training, but I fell in love with weight training at such a young age. I was just fascinated with the human body. And um, so through that time, I heard about fitness, you know, back then, Obviously, there wasn't much uh, internet access, so it was like running to the store every month to get the new magazine to see who the upcoming athletes were. And back then, back in the early 90s, there was only two divisions in the fitness industry. There was bodybuilding and women's fitness. So obviously, with my competitive gymnastics in or my competitiveness in gymnastics, it kind of kind of fed right into the fitness component of, of the fitness industry and Uh, Just learning more about it, I decided that I still had the competitive bug and it was a goal. I was still being a positive 
um, role model for my son by setting a goal and following through to the end. And I ended up competing and I really didn't know how I would do. I ended up coming, I don't know, second or third or something. And I just fell in love with it. And from there, I just learned more about the industry. And I, um, well, my my husband at the time, he was, he had coached high performance athletes and I kind of suckered him into training me. And from there, I just, uh, I started competing at a high level. So um, it just, it really became my passion. And I just, uh, I I tried a whole bunch of times to compete at nationals. And back then it wasn't easy to get your pro card. You had to win. There was only one national event a year and you had to win the overall, you had to win your class and the overall. So you had one chance throughout the entire year to, to win your pro card. And, um, I ended up winning my pro card in 2004. And then six weeks later, I made my pro debut in Texas. I won that show. My second pro show was the Olympia. My third pro show was the Arnold Classic. And it just kind of just, you know, exploded from there. So I qualified for 12 Olympias. I competed in 11 and I did, I qualified and competed for 10 Arnold Classics in two divisions. So that's where I'm at, but. Yeah, it was just, it's, it's far more than what I ever thought I would achieve. Um, back then there weren't many Canadians, you know, doing well on the pro circuit. Now it's a little bit different, but so I feel like I kind of paved the way and it's like just amazing to see how far, uh, where I started from to where I am today. So. Yeah. And, and well, and now I know that, uh, and I'm sure we'll talk about that too, is that you're helping others in, in that path and, and being able to, uh, you know, to, to realize their dreams that way. Um, how was it? So when you did get your pro card at that time, because you talked about how difficult it was at that time to get it, first of all, um, you know, did you um, did you have to really change your approach at that time? Had you already changed kind of the way things were or when you get your pro card, when it becomes a bit more of a job, I guess, and you're really focusing on a couple of things that, that are, are pretty big events. Um, did you really have to change your approach at that time? No, it wasn't. No, I always had a strong work ethic and I never, I believed in my ability and I believed in who I was and what my capabilities were. It was just, it was just keep moving forward. Like the, the feedback that I got at nationals, the few times that I tried were pay your dues. Yeah. Well, that didn't really make sense to me. I was like, oh man, you know, I was disappointed at the time, but hindsight, when I thought I should have got my pro card, I wasn't ready. I needed to gain more experience. I needed stage presentation. I needed to bring my routine level up a little bit, just more time in the gym. And, but other than that, I just always just believed in my own abilities and just kept moving forward. You know, you set small goals and just keep achieving those. And um, the word no was never in my thought process. (laughs) My, I always had this vision of competing on the pro circuit and that was just my goal to get there. Yeah. Well, and, and you, um, you talked a bit about how, like, if for yourself, it was, um, you know, very much, uh, you know, I, I know I'm going to, I'm, I know I'm going to achieve what, what I want. Like, are you a real, uh, are you, do you continue to be a goal setter? Like, do you now set out very specific goals to your, for yourself all the time? Is it, do you write them down? How do you approach that yourself? Yeah. So whatever my goal is, I kind of work it backwards. So I see where the end result should be and then count back to how, how am I going to get there? So I set small goals. I set like I set daily goals. So I have a journal every morning where I write down, I prioritize what I have to get done that day. Um, and then I have weekly goals. I have monthly goals. And then what are my yearly goals? How am I going to get to the end goal? I mean, things are going to change as you go as 
you can see over the last two years, it's been, you know, we've had to yeah. do a lot of maneuvering and shifting. So I just feel like, yeah, as long as I have a plan, then I know I can execute it and, and I can just see the long-term goal. Yeah. And, and I'm assuming you translate that for clients as well, but may, maybe I'll, I'll also ask is that you, you mentioned that, that coaching has probably changed a whole lot since the times when, well, when you were doing gymnastics, I, it's funny, I talked to a lot of people and, um, you know, they talk about kind of in their early career, very, a lot of those same problems where, you know, right. that they've, especially women, I think that have, um, have been in those sports where they've had kind of body image issues and some of those things because of maybe, um, you know, at least how, uh, you know, how coaching happened, I think at that time, um, how have you seen that change and, and maybe some of those experiences, how, uh, how does that, change maybe how you approach your clients yeah so obviously I I try and I mean we're all different so each client I have they're all going to have their own battles and they come to me and I treat them all with you know the utmost respect but I treat them individually and then if they are dealing with those things then I'm not going to let them move forward until we deal with that situation if it, especially with an eating disorder mm-hmm. um, you know everybody anyone can diet and get skinny you know, but I want to make sure that you like your long-term goals. It's about health. Just like what I learned from my coach back, you know, when I was 10 years old, that's what I kind of implement into what it is today. Um, I always get asked because in our industry, most of the competitors, they only look good one day of the year and that's the show day. Well, for me, I've always had that. You need to be able to feel and look good on a daily basis. It's a lifestyle. So I've been competing, well, I've been training probably for over 30 years now, and I still probably can get back in shape and compete on stage in four or five weeks. So I'm not saying that that's the healthiest thing. It's about being consistent. And it's so that's basically what I try and teach them. They need to set the foundation first. And then if there's like hurdles that we have to overcome, I'll pull them back until I feel like they're ready to move forward again. I give them homework to do and they are held accountable. So every Friday they do check-ins and we see where we're at and we reassess. And then if I feel like we're moving forward, then we'll set a plan into a different, you know, a competition or we just postpone it and wait till they're in a better headspace or physical state. So Great. for me, it's um, all about health. Yeah, yeah, and well, and that's the that's the thing that we talk about a lot is is um, because you'd have clients that um, have to balance lots of things as well. I mean, you were doing that, uh, you know, back back at that time as well, and probably still do. Um, you know, how do you um, how do you help people? Um, you know, look at they they may have a, a kind of a fitness journey they want to go through, but they also probably have you know high pressure jobs. They probably are parents. They probably have all those other things. Um, you know, how how do you approach that? yourself and and how do you maybe translate that for your clients as well uh well for instance i have this client and she's uh she's an ifbb pro she's new um she just did her pro show her pro debut on the weekend and she plays second um she's only 22 she's in chiropractic school she has taken what we've done together so she journals every morning she had four exams the friday before the show that day and then in between prejudging and finals she had a paper due so she's just very organized and it's just setting goals and you just need to set your your day on a schedule and prioritize from there and that's pretty much what I try to teach my clients um I've had other clients where they weren't so good then we try and figure out there obviously if you want to be a high performance athlete or you want to be at a high level there really is no balance I mean that's there really isn't it's just trying to do your best And so with each person, we just sit down and we put a plan together and it's all about scheduling and prioritizing. 
So, you know, you let go of the things that you can't control and then you put more effort and focus on the things that you can control. I mean, don't give away your power. That's always what I think. Yeah. And, and there is um, really, uh, uh, you know, when I've, I've talked to other um, athletes as well, they, they've talked about there being um, a lot more focus on like positive focus on strong women lately. Um, and, you know, you've been in a career where, you know, you've spanned a, 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 you know, enough time that I'm sure you've kind of seen a ch- uh, some change in the perception because there's also now there's a lot of things where it's, you know, there's CrossFit, there's functional fitness, there's all these other things that really promote that um, in a very positive way. Have you, have you seen a difference from your end and maybe more kind of interest even just in from your clients from that perspective because of it? Yeah, I think that back in the day, it was all about being skinny. Like a lot of my friends, I lost a lot of friends along the way because they just didn't understand what what I was doing. But I had passion and this was my passion and I just put everything I had into it. I had a purpose. So I think back in, you know, back in the day, it was all about being skinny. Who could be the skinniest? And now you see, like I have some clients that a year ago, they were afraid to lift 20 pounds. Now they're national level competitors. They just they believed in themselves and they've trusted the process and just they feel empowered. And it's fun to watch when your clients come in and they're a bit afraid and nervous and they're weak. And then you can see they're them shift halfway through the workout and they start feeling more empowered and more positive. So for me as a coach, it's just building on that because I feel like if you have, you know, strong confidence, you can conquer anything. So yeah, for me, it's all about that. So whatever sport you're doing, it's all about empowerment and supporting each other. So yeah. And, um, you know, we were at a, a time not too long ago, and we're just still coming out of that. But um, you even mentioned before that, you know, the last couple of years have been really strange. And, and just uh, and in this, uh, in your industry, I'm sure it has shifted completely. How, how did that affect what you do? And um, has it has it continued to affect things that way? What, what was it like? Well, my whole life came to a screeching halt, like <laughs> <I would assume laughs> my, my training business, the competitors all went on hold. There were no shows. Uh, both my shows were put on hold because we weren't allowed to have shows. My gym closed down. Essentially, yeah. I had nothing going on. Um, so it was a little bit scary, but you learn how to navigate. I feel like we're very resilient. It's just coming up with a plan. So, you know, we all learned how to use Zoom and, and <laughs> Zoom work. <laughs> and it was just trying to build that community back up. I mean, everybody was in such a state of panic and it was just like everybody was like emailing me and messaging me like oh my god I'm I'm fat I'm out of shape and it was just that really weighed on me and I knew that I needed to come up with a plan to help my clients and my friends you know stay positive and healthy I think health is number one especially now so it was just we'd set up zoom calls and we'd all have meetings and just really you know hold each other accountable for workouts. And then we'd meet three times a week for zoom classes. And it was just, just holding each other accountable and being there for each other. So yeah, I just, I just was trying to be as positive as I could. I mean, I still have bills coming in my nothing stopped sure. for me. I just had to, to learn to navigate and just come up with other plans. But yeah, I feel like last year I got a couple shows in and um, this year was really nice to see, you know, kind of going back to normal, whatever that is. But it was just, uh, it was good to see people and be able to have them back in the studio and just be able to see people, you know, come out of that rut. And yeah, it was just, I don't know, Jamie, this is crazy. Uh, yeah, it's, I mean, and you know, nobody, I, I think it's, it's strange because it's still not what we remember as normal, but boy, uh, even just a slight opening of things, how much of a difference that has made for people, even just making connections. And and you, you kind of mentioned it there and it's, and it's interesting how that 
maybe has changed for the better as well is how important community is around what you do. And, and like, do you find that is, um, you know, it, it, there was a time where um, community wasn't as important as just having the facility, I guess, for, for right. a lot of places, but, but for a lot of places that have done well through this, considering it's been building that community and keeping very connected is, is that something that, that you've seen as well? Yeah, a hundred percent. Now that the, the clients can come back into the gym, it's just like we're one big family and, you know, we, we really are happy and, and blessed to be able to be here and, and share what we have with each other. I honestly felt guilty because I could keep coming into my own gym and train. And then I had my clients that I knew were suffering and it was like really heartbreaking for me. And it was hard to, to get past that, but I was at nationals on the weekend and um just everybody doing what they love to do. It was just like one big family. It didn't matter if you were male, female, what we were doing, like the judges, the sponsors, everybody just came together. And it was just, you just sat back and took it all in. And you're like, wow, I'm truly blessed for what I'm able to do. And it's just like, it was, it almost felt normal again, but it was like, yeah. you could just see everybody was happy and in a good state of mind. So when you're in an event like that, I know you're there, you know, as uh, you know, a coach and a mentor to the people that are there. Do you, do you miss, actually doing the competition itself when you're at those events still um I miss I miss performing I I like to be able to do that my whole time competing um well it's a lonely sport it really truly is because it's it's you and your you by yourself um and that's really essentially why I built my team I'm just going to backtrack a little bit because now I have this team and it's it still is an individual sport but um, back in 2004 at Nationals, um, they were right up saying that I was coming back to get my pro card. I took, honestly, a year and a half and just focused for that one day. So my physique was on. my Everything was on. My routine was, like, killer. I felt super confident going into that show. But I guess some of the girls didn't like that. And I got to the venue super early, put my bag down, got organized, went to the bathroom, and I came back. And some of the girls took my stuff and threw it all over the floor. So I was like, Ooh. Who does that? Like we're, to me, we're in a very subjective sport. So it's the hard work's been done. It's up to the judges to decide who the winner is that day. And there's only one person that's happy that day. And that's the winner. You know what I mean? So you have to go and do your best and whatever happens, happens. But so I went down and I took my stuff and I told the photographer what happened. And I said, can I just sit here and put my stuff here? He was like, no problem. That year I wore a white bathing suit, which I don't recommend anybody do. And I was in line ready to go on stage. And another girl came by and rubbed her arm against my white top. So now I had browned protein all over my top. Mm-hmm. And it was at that time I was like, really, if I wasn't mentally strong, that really could have ruined my whole prep. And I, you know, just all those things that happened. And I said to my husband, I'm like, that's it. We're putting the team together. You know, we, we're all going to work together. We're going to be unified and we're going to help each other backstage. Like, this is ridiculous. Yeah. And so from that, the second I came off stage, we put out this whole thing and we had girls come from all over Ontario to train as a team. And it was just, well, I I lived off of them because I never had that the whole time I was competing. It was me by myself, but I just, I lived vicariously through all of these women. And even back then to this day, these women are all friends, whether they're competing or not, we meet every Saturday and we train together. So to me, it's like, that's what this sport's all about. So it's an individual sport, but it's all about supporting each other. So yeah, that's that's what I'm trying to give back to the sport. And now that I'm promoting shows as well, it's like this, this was my passion. And I just want to be able to give the athletes a stage to perform all their hard work on. So, great. yeah. So and and um, 
so what's what's on the radar for you coming up this year? As long as everything kind of continues the way it is right now, or uh, like how uh, do you have uh, any kind of big set plans for the coming year? Um, hopefully in January, I'm just working on it now. I'm going to be putting together a six week transformation challenge. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's going to just try and get everybody back on track. I'm really excited for that. Um, I have my two shows. So May 6th will be in Niagara Falls and that's the Mindy O show. And then the Niagara Falls show will be November 6th as well. So I have those two shows, which I'm really excited about putting them together. So fingers crossed, everything goes forward. Um, I'm hoping to go back to the Olympia this year as the uh, commentary for the women's pay-per-view. I love to do that, and I'm so honored to be able to be part of that. Um, Right now, that's all the things I have going on. More posing and stage presentation classes I want to put on together for that. And just like uh, a few of my girlfriends and I were putting together some uh, women's empowerment groups. So I I really want to be able to, to create this strong community that we can all grow together and support each other. Very cool. Very cool. Well, uh, so one of the things you mentioned it there is that we're heading into, um, you know, a new year and people are often, that's the time of year everyone kind of does a bit of a reset, maybe more this year than any year, because it is, it is one where hopefully things will, will have a little more normalcy next year. So if, um, you know, we always ask uh, the guests, are, are there a couple of things that they could take away and, and really apply right, right away? And, and it, considering there's some people who maybe are looking at, you know, I really want to go through a bit of a transformation heading into this year. Are there one or two um, kind of quick tips that you'd say to, to get the ball rolling for, for somebody who's really kind of maybe on the fence a little bit and thinking, okay, I want to do something different this year yeah number one I think you need to set realistic goals like don't say you're going to lose 20 pounds in a month because that's not realistic I mean just set small goals like I'm going to drink more water uh, I'm going to get more active 10,000 steps a day just movement Uh, just you know change your health habits a little bit more sleep I mean we're all sleep deprived for me I'm bad at that and I had to really like I'm, I sleep maybe four hours a night, which is not healthy, and I would never promote that. But I really had to start, like, turning my phone off, like, earlier. So I don't get phone calls. Now I don't answer the phone, and I have to shut it off and set better habits for myself. So I'm setting my own goals as well. Um, yeah, just just be realistic with your goals. Um, just maybe start moving, eating healthier, better sleep patterns. Write down your goals you know, prioritize what, even if it's not health and fitness, like just goals in general, what are your goals? Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, and, and you mentioned journaling and things like that too. So, um, and, and I would say, um, I'm sure, you know, if you are doing a transformation piece, then maybe that's, that's another thing is, is trying to, to connect with somebody like you to, to be able to kind of help, uh, help coach you through that as well. So what are, what are some of the ways if someone is wanting to, to follow what you're doing and, um, and maybe connect in on some of those things, what are the best ways to do that, Mindy? Yeah, I'm big on Instagram. So that's Mindy O'Brien. So M-I-N-D-I-O-B-R-I-E-N. Or you can go to my website at MindyOfitness.com. Awesome. Okay. And we'll make sure that those are both in the show notes. So if, uh, if you haven't got those, just click on that and, uh, and definitely take a look at the, the material. Lots of great stuff there. And um, I'm sure you'll, you'll see new things come up all the time. Um, if you haven't hit subscribe on the podcast, make sure you do that right now because we have uh, fantastic guests just like Mindy every week and uh, lots of really cool takeaways, especially as we head into a year where you're probably going to um, you really take a lot of things away and, and hopefully apply them in your own life. So, uh, you know, I know you've been really busy lately, Mindy, so thank you for taking the time. We really appreciate you sharing your, uh, your story with us. 
Well, thanks for having me. And Jamie, I just absolutely love your show. So everybody should be listening to it. You have great guests all the time and you yourself are very, you know, supportive and motivating. So thank you. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate that. And uh, yeah, uh, you know, we'll, uh, we'll talk to everybody else again on uh, big idea, big moves.